This morning we continue in our series called God Can We Talk? And the whole big idea for this series has been that there are 7.5 billion people on this planet. And how many real relationships do we have? How many people do we feel comfortable just opening up our hearts and telling exactly what's on our mind? Telling exactly what's weighing us down, telling us exactly what we're feeling. Not many. But God can be one of them and is one of them because he knows your hearts anyways. And so we're looking through the Psalms and and we're looking at God, can we talk? Can we open up our hearts and tell you exactly what we're thinking and what we're feeling? And so if you haven't been with us the last couple weeks, you can go back on our website, on YouTube, uh, in our podcast, and you can listen or, or watch those messages as well. But today, we get to the topic called, God, you give me confidence. It's easy to have confidence when things are going well, when uh, your team is winning, when you're succeeding in your job. Uh, it's easy when things just are falling into place in life. But what's the secret to confidence when everything's falling apart? What's the secret to having confidence when the enemy seems to be winning? What's the secret to confidence when it seems like you're surrounded, overwhelmed, and the situation is bleak? That's what we're going to be talking about today as we look at Psalm 27. Uh, it's a psalm that's written by King David, and he wrote it in uh, an actually a, a very fearful time in his life. Uh, we're going to see that as we walk through the psalm, but we're going to jump right in. Psalm 27 beginning with verse 1. Here's what David says. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Imagine being lost in a forest. It's scary. There's just trees all over. You have no idea where you're at. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to want to stop, calm yourself down, and keep your fears at bay. And how do you do that? You remind yourself of your training. Here's what I've been taught. Here's what I know. I have a compass. I know what direction I'm going. You take inventory and you say, here's what I've been taught. And you try to keep those fears at bay as long as possible. That's what David is doing here. David's in a fearful situation. He's surrounded by his enemies. Uh, uh, The wicked people are advancing against him. His city is besieged and war is about to break out. And what's he do? He stops and he remembers his training. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. We know how scary it is to, to be in a dark room or be somewhere dark. Darkness is scary. Because uh, you don't know what's going on around you. You have no idea who's coming from where. But as soon as the light turns on, our fears subside. David says the Lord is that light. Actually, uh, interestingly enough, this is the only time in the Old Testament that God is referred to as light. He creates light. He, he, he does light, but he's not called light. Here he is. Only time in the Old Testament. David says he's my salvation, my deliverer. God is that one who delivers me from my enemies, from hardships, from persecution, from trouble, from sin, death, the devil. He's my deliverer, my savior, my salvation. And he's my stronghold. 
He's that safe place I run to, that safe place when everything is seeming like it's falling down. I run into his arms and I feel safe. I have confidence. This is what David does, and, and what's the conclusion he comes to? Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? And the answer? Nobody. Nobody. He's confident. He's careless. He's at peace. I'll give you an example of what this looks like uh, in, a, in everyday life. Kids, you probably know this. Adults, you know it too. You just haven't done it for a long time. But when you were a kid, you experienced this as well. When you wake up in the middle of the night and your room is completely dark, you wake up from a bad dream, you're scared, what's the first thing that's going to uh, wipe your fears away? Turning on the light, right? So that your room's no longer dark. And then what makes you feel safer? Mom or dad coming into the room. Your deliverer. But what ultimately makes you feel safest and gives you the most confidence? Being in mom or dad's arms. This is, God is all three of those for you. And David knew God is all three of those for him. And David says, whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? And it's pretty remarkable confidence considering David's situation. Here's what he says in verse 2. When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. So try to imagine King David here. He, he goes up into Jerusalem on the top of the walls and he feels the cold stone of the wall and he looks over and what's he see? The wicked enemy marching towards him. And fear begins to rise. But then they stop. And David knows exactly what they're doing. Sieging the city. Setting up a siege. And he knows that in just a few weeks, food is going to dwindle. Resources will go away. And he knows that eventually he'll look over that wall and he'll see the army marching forward, breaking down the city gate as the war rages on. And David knows... He's not more powerful. David knows that he doesn't have the men to fight them. David knows that he doesn't have the same resources that that army does. And yet, he says, even then, I will be confident. How? Wouldn't we love that confidence? Because you and I, we know the same thing David did. We know that the Lord is our light. We know that he's our salvation. We know that he's our stronghold. And yet, we don't live with that same confidence when the enemy surrounds us. What is David's secret? Because honestly, we would love that confidence. We would love it. As we look out into the plains of our lives and we see the political landscape, we see the fighting, the bickering, the hatred, and it scares us. What's the future hold? We would love that confidence as we deal with that group of people at work or that group of people at school that just wants to make our life miserable. We would love that confidence as we are dealing with a disease or a sickness that seems to just be devouring our bodies. 
What is his secret? Because we would love that confidence as the economy goes up and down, up and down. Where does he get this confidence from? What's his secret? He tells us in the following verses. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Notice, what does David ask for? Not to be delivered from his enemies. He doesn't ask uh, that God conquer his enemies or get rid of his enemies. He asks for one thing. To dwell in the house of the Lord forever. One thing. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord all the days of his life. What's he want to do? He wants to be in the presence of God and just look at him. He wants to be in the presence of God and just stare at the Lord. And imagining this, putting himself in that place, brings him confidence. And that's our big point for, the, for today. Finding joy in the presence of the Lord conquers fears. Finding joy in the presence of the, of the Lord conquers fears. Do you agree? I think intellectually we probably agree. Conceptually, we, we understand what we're saying, and yes, that makes sense, but that doesn't exactly play out in our lives, does it? We know that the Lord is our light, he's our stronghold, he's our salvation. We know that in his presence we are safe, and yet when the enemy surrounds us, when the battle is raging on, how often do we go there? How often do we go to the presence of the Lord? and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. If you're like me, we struggle with that. And why? Because when the battle rages on, the thing that we don't want to do is to sit. We have to prepare. We have to act. We have to defend. We have to get ready. But sitting and meditating and going into the presence of the Lord, that doesn't help us. And yet that's David's key to his confidence, is gazing upon the beauty of the Lord, going into the Lord's presence, and it brings him confidence. I'll give you an example. Lily is at an age where when we put her down, she runs around. But after church or if we're in a social setting, if I put her down, she'll run around until you approach her. When you approach her, she will turn and run straight for me And then I pick her up, and then she's confident. Then the fear melts away. Then as she's in the presence of dad in dad's arms, she will look at you, and if she's not feeling sassy that day, she'll give you a high five. She's no longer afraid. She's confident in in dad's arms. 
This is the confidence that David has as he enters the presence of the Lord. And where does David uh, find that? In the temple. In the temple, he's able to sacrifice with shouts of joy. In the temple, he hears God's word. In the temple, he knows that there God dwells. And there he can gaze upon the beauty of the Lord as he hears the word. There he can close his eyes, meditate, and be transported to the Father's lap. And as he does, as he imagines all of this, as he prays and meditates on being in the presence of God, he's filled with confidence. When we hear God's word, when we hear the word of God, the Holy Spirit gives us that same confidence because he brings us out of our battles and transports us into the presence of the Father. And because of Jesus... Because Jesus shed his blood on the cross. You have the confidence to enter your Father's presence. You have the confidence, the boldness, the courage. You have the trust, the faith to go into the Father's throne room, the God of this world's throne room, and climb up onto your Father's lap and just gaze and look at his face. And because of Jesus... Because he shed his blood and and has taken away all your sins, you were able to climb up into your father's lap and your father wraps his arms around you. You have that confidence in the midst of the battle to stop everything, open the word of God, read about Jesus' death, his resurrection, read about your father and close your eyes and meditate and pray and the Holy Spirit brings you out of the battle and into your father's lap. And in your father's lap, you will live forever. In your father's lap, no harm can touch you. In your father's lap, no enemy can pursue you. In your father's lap, there is no worry, there is no fear, there's only confidence. Because in your father's lap, you look directly at his loving face, his caring face, his powerful face, the power that he uses against your enemies. In your father's lap, death cannot touch you because he has conquered the grave. In your father's lap, in his presence, you have confidence. And you are able to go there in the midst of the battle through Jesus. See, in your father's lap, when we find joy in his presence, when we find joy in being with God and gazing upon his beauty, then we can sit in the midst of the battle and we can lose everything and we still have confidence. Then we can say things like this, I just lost $100,000 and I should be terrified, but I'm okay because I'm in the lap of my father. He's got me. Then we can say things like, I have cancer, or I have some disease that's devouring my flesh, but I'm okay. I'm in the lap of my Father. He's got me. I will live forever, even if death comes. In the lap of the the Father, we can say things like, my father and mother, my siblings, my, my family has disowned me because of my faith in Jesus, but it's okay, because I'm in the lap of my Father. 
In the lap of our Father, we can say things like, this political world that we're living in is terrifying. The hatred and the, the tensions that are throughout this country, it's terrifying. And what does the future hold? We don't know, but it's okay. Because I'm in the arms of the Father. He's got me. This is a secret to having confidence in the midst of the battle. It's stopping everything, opening up your Bible, reading it, meditating on it, and transporting your, letting the Holy Spirit transport you into the lap of your Father and just gazing upon Him, seeing Him, thinking about Him, thinking about being in the lap of your Father. And as you do, fear melts away. Because in the lap of the Father, you know that all of this is going to end one day. Everything that causes you to fear will end and you will live forever in your Father's arms. One thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever and gaze upon his beauty. And as we do, we're filled with confidence, even in the midst of the battle. One day, that's going to be your eternity, where you will just gaze upon the beauty of your Father forever, and you will never fear again. Here on earth, we may want to stay in that presence of the Lord, gazing upon his beauty for hours, but we can't. There's life to be lived. We have to go out. And so what does this look like? David kind of explains this going forward because he's in this moment. He's in the presence of God in Psalm 27, and then it's like he gets shaken back to reality. I have to go forward. And so here's how he ends his prayer. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me spouting malicious accusations. I will remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. David, it's almost like he's, he's realizing, I can't keep looking at the Lord's face forever here on earth. That's going to have to wait for eternity. And so now his eyes go to the battle. And he asks the Lord, don't forsake me in this. Lord, don't leave me. Teach me your ways and, and how to go about this. Give me guidance. Teach me, guide me, protect me. It's the life of a Christian. Are we unafraid? Yes. Are we afraid? Yes. Are we confident? Yes. Are we worried? Yes. Are we desperate? Yes. Are we hopeful? Yes. It's the tension of the Christian life. It's going to be a roller coaster, back and forth, back and forth. As we see the enemies and, and the surrounding uh, wickedness and, and terrifying things, our hearts are going to be filled with fear. And where do we run to? Seek his face. Seek his face. We run back to the presence of the Lord and into his arms. Confident 
that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Confident that one day the land of the living, heaven, will be our home where we will live forever. And so what do we do? In the midst of battles, we wait for the Lord. Be strong, take heart, and wait for the Lord. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> I know you do. Because in the midst of battle, we don't want to just sit. We want to do. But we patiently wait. We sit. We meditate. We read God's word. And we let the Holy Spirit transport us into the lap of the Father where we gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and fear melts away and we're filled with confidence because we've got the God of this world on our side. And that God can do immeasurably, immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. God be with you this week as you find your confidence in the lap of your Father as you gaze on his beauty. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, all of us are going through battles. All of us do go through battles. And all of us are filled with fear at different times in our lives. For those who are fearful today, I pray that you be with them, that you give them confidence, uh, the confidence knowing that death has been conquered, that their problem is only temporary in your sight, that their fear uh, will all be taken away when they enter your eternal rest in your lap, in your arms, forever. Until then, let them know that you are their light, you are their salvation, you are their stronghold. And to find that joy, to find that confidence, help them to enter their, your rest and in, into your presence. I ask that for everyone here today as well, those who maybe aren't going through a fearful time, but uh, one day they will. Let them be prepared for that time when fear does grip their hearts. Uh, be with them and let the Holy Spirit lead them and remind them to go into your presence, to seek your face. Because as, as they gaze on your beauty, as they seek your face, they will remember there is nothing to fear because they are safe in their Father's arms. Be with us all. Continue to let us grow closer and closer to our Savior Jesus, who gives us the confidence through his shed blood to enter your presence. We ask all this in his name. It's in his name that we join to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.